There are a lot of Bible verses that have been popularized by our culture. One of those is the Lord's Prayer. Does it still have relevance to us now? We're going to be talking about the need for Jesus' model prayer and what it reminds us of in our modern day. Welcome to the Pilgrim Song. Hello and welcome to the Pilgrim Song episode 30. Woo! I'm Alexander. And I'm Charlie. And we're your two favorite interracial friends talking about Jesus. And as we speak about Jesus today, we're going to be talking about one of his most influential and important teachings about prayer and what that means for us. Now, we've already done a podcast on the importance of prayer, which was a good one as well. Uh, very important for us to be thinking about. But when it comes to the Lord's Prayer, I think there's... Uh, and when you're the one who introduced this idea. So I think there's a lot of modern um, sensibilities that have seeped in. And also just sure. we don't we know it for what it is, but we haven't really discussed it and what its purpose is. Right. Least. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things that uh, sometimes we shy away from as Christians to talk about because we know that like it kind of gets, mis- in my opinion, kind of gets misused somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we do talk about it, we just kind of briefly glance over, but don't really go into a whole lot of detail. So for sure. hopefully we can clear some of that up today. And maybe, you know, you don't fully understand some of the stuff that's in it. Or maybe, you know, you find yourself using some of the lines that are in it, but don't really understand it. So mm-hmm. kind of clear all that up is kind of the goal. For sure. So, so we're going to go ahead and just read the model prayer, but we're also going to be talking about the context as we go through this as well. For sure. um, so we're going to be reading out of Matthew's account. This is in Matthew chapter 6, but you can also find a very similar prayer over in Luke 11. So in Matthew 6, um, in verse 9, Jesus says, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, yeah, very iconic. I think pretty much a lot of people would at least know parts of that. For For sure. sure. Yeah, or at least have heard it said before in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, to start off with, we're just going to kind of break this down. Um, so right off the bat, the, the first thing that he says is our father in heaven. Um, so right, this is the address of the letter almost that he's <laughs> kind of saying here, right? He's addressing this to the father. Um, and I think that that's really important, right? Because it then kind of shows them and it also shows us, right? Who we're addressing our prayers to, right? We're not just sending them off, you know, into nowhere, but yes. we're, we're addressing them specifically to, to God. I think that's really important for us. I think so too. And and we're, as we talk about this, it's going to be definitely reverent and having a lot of reverence towards God, but also shows this familial, like when we are speaking to God, it's not just, as you were mentioning, into the ether. It is to a being who has this relationship, who cares about us. So that's why I, <clears throat> if God ever gives us like a, a, an official name for himself, it's probably not going to be God. That's like a human right. assignment. But what we do know him as, as is our father. And, um, and I think that's, it's important that Jesus teaches us to pray in that way. So we're reminded that it's, he's not just out here. He is present and a comforter and cares about us for sure. So. Yeah. And then, so the, the next line is, is hallowed be your name. Um, so I spent a large majority of my life 
never knowing what the word hallowed meant. <laughs> like, uh, and I, and it's not, this is, this is probably like the most quoted line I feel like. And like I hear in prayers, even today, like within the church is that people will be like, you know, almighty God or our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Like people will say that, that line a lot. And so I would hear it and I had no idea what it meant. Um, and so basically, if you don't know what the word hallowed means, is it's, uh, it's a synonym for like the word holy, mm-hmm. um, which is to be like set apart. It's also it could be like a synonym for the word like honored be your name. So like holy be your name or honored be your name, which is basically right. This is a line of praise. Mm-hmm. So he addresses the father and then immediately offers praise to God. And again, I think that's like really important to see too, mm-hmm. like the, that he puts the priority in his prayer on praise, right? That's for sure. Um, because we're not just addressing, you know, like our father, or like our dad, right? We're addressing <laughs> a much higher being than even that, someone that is set apart, right? Mm-hmm. Even his name alone is higher than any other name, right? It's mm-hmm. set apart from everything else, and we should honor that. Mm-hmm. And part of this, I think, in prayer is this meditation of when I am not praying, what do I do outside of that? And specifically, just the um, chapter before this, Jesus talks about when people see your good deeds, they glorify or they hollow your name or hollow the name of the Lord, that they glorify him because of what you've done. So when we're praying that, we want God to be glorified in our actions, in our works. So that's part of what this meditation is for. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, so the next is your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think what this really is, is, is Jesus is doing is he's recognizing the importance of seeing God's plan for our life, but also for the entire world. Hmm. Um, and not, you know, not his own plan. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's kind of my opinion. Yeah. I, I even when I was kind of preparing for this, I got a little bit confused myself. I'm like, well, God's will is done on this earth. Right. But it's this reminder for us yeah, exactly. that the God's will is going to be done. And ultimately, it will be for our good. We aren't going to be left out because of it. But the ultimate good will be done as when God's will is done. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, that's, again, another phrase that, you know, I find myself using a lot in my own prayers is like, you know, Lord willing, or, you know, your will be done, or I'll say Lord willing out in daily life, or like when I pray, I'll pray that, you know, the Lord's will is done. And right again, like God doesn't need to know for like, we don't have to, we don't have to give God permission to do what he's going to do. Um, but really it's a reminder for ourselves right? That we're not in control that God is. And so it's, you know, us trying to, um, be unified with the, our will and God's will to be to be one is yeah. really what we're trying to do with that as a line or with our line ourselves with that and a, and a reminder that we can trust him exactly. and trust what his will is for the yeah, that's exactly right um I made the point uh recently in a class that like you know if we're if we're piloting our lives if we are driving if we're the ones driving our life we're going to steer ourselves toward ultimately destruction mm-hmm. right but if we let God drive if we let him be in control he only steers us toward heaven yeah Amen. Um, wow. So I think that's a really good thing for us to remember uh, as well. I think that's what Jesus is trying to to convey in that. Um, so the next kind of the the section, um, this kind of the end section, I like to call is like the the basic needs, right? When he is actually making <clears throat> like the 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 requests specifically for his own personal self and his life. Um, and notice how little. Like he actually asks for in this prayer. It really fascinates me. Mm. It's three main things. It's food, forgiveness, and protection. 
Um, so start off with, you know, give us this day our daily bread, right? This is food. This is the thing that we need to live physically. Mm-hmm. Um, something that like, if we don't have food, right, we're going to die. That's just like a part of it. So he asks for basic food. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it just reminder of the elegance that I have. Like I do not just get bread every day. I have so much more than that. I have so much more than I have earned or deserved. Um, but it's a reminder that of the simplicity that just because you have your daily bread doesn't mean that God doesn't care about you. As a matter of fact, the fact that he provides shows his care. Yeah, so. I think he's exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, next is, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Uh, forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. This is something that we need spiritually. So we had food, something that we need physically forgiveness which is what we need spiritually mm-hmm. um and and i think you have an interesting uh, thought on this as well because it's not just yeah, god forgives us but yeah there's another side of it too for sure like and that this is part of why i'm glad you brought up this topic when i was reading through it and just reminding that we are supposed to we are ask god to forgive our debts that we are indebted to him we we're asking for forgiveness help us turn and, and move on and grow but it does have this basis of We've already forgiven people. So we talked about, again, we talked about forgiveness pretty recently here on the podcast. And that was a really difficult one because mm-hmm. for me, it was it had me thinking about all the times I've held grud- grudges and stuff like that. And then pray right after thinking that, you know, I'm in a good position. And it's like, I don't think I am if I for- if I have forgiven. So when we pray this, if we if we do pray this, we have to be genuine that I have forgiven people first because we are putting our spiritual life in jeopardy. If we are not, if we are not being forgiving. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then finally, he ends off with, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, and in Luke's account, he leaves off that last line. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a quick point on that. That's why, you know, you and I were talking before and I agree. Like, I don't think that those are necessarily the same account. I know mm-hmm. people look at them as the same account. Um, but in Matthew, it comes at the end or near the end of the uh, Sermon on the Mount. When he does this, but in Luke, it's when one of his disciples comes up to him and just asks a very genuine question, like, Lord, can you teach us how to pray? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a, that's a beautiful question. <laughs> I love that. Like, what what, what great uh, courage that person had to walk mm-hmm. up to, to God and be like, how, how do I talk to you? Basically. <laughs> yeah. um, and so like, he, he then shows them in that. Um, but this line, I think, is also really important too, right? Because when this, what he's asking for is protection, right? Mm. This thing that keeps us from falling into uh, destruction. Um, so forgive us for when we do, but protect us so that we don't have to do that. So yes. we don't even need forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a controversy pretty recently here in 2019 where Pope Francis mm-hmm. uh the, I guess the council, probably of the cardinals or bishops, come together and they re like they re say this line and it says now when they when the, the Catholics recite the prayer they say um, do not let us fall into temptation because they were afraid that the wording here specifically makes it seem like Jesus is, or God is leading mm-hmm. us into temptation. Um, I just think that's a misunderstanding of the text. Like I, I don't. I definitely don't feel comfortable. Like they call it the, the our, our Father prayer. I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable changing the wordage of it. And because of what I know about other scriptures, I know that G- God does not lead people into temptation. Uh, specifically, James 1 talks about how God does not tempt with evil. 
So this entire passage, it's supposed to be a reminder of, as you were mentioning, protection, that God is the one who leads us through temptation, that we are not going to be, um, that he's going to give us strength in the midst of that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he'll be our deliverer. That's that's what the context, I believe. Yeah, this reminds me of like this idea of God, you know, being our shepherd, which is a theme we see a lot mm. in the Psalms. This idea that he's leading us along, right? And so like all you're just requesting him is that you that he leads us through, you know, the good things and not uh, doesn't allow us and protects us from the bad stuff like a shepherd does to his sheep. A shepherd does not pull his sheep over into destruction because that would not be beneficial toward him. Um, and so it's the sheep basically just asking, you know, hey, you know, keep me safe. For sure. Protect me. Um, and so, yeah. Um, so this is a very like basic overview of, of the Lord's Prayer. And don't worry, we're going to go into some more <laughs> detail about this in, in the last section um, before we close it out today. Um but before we get into that, uh, and when we come back, what we want to look at is the question is, is this something that we should pray today or recite today? Is that something that we should be doing? So we'll see you all in just a second. Uh, so as we move into the second section, uh, like I said before, the question that we want to look at is, is this something that we should pray today? Um, so it's a pretty common practice uh, in some denominations to literally recite this prayer um, verbatim, uh, making it kind of your own, kind of taking that over as your own. Um, but the question is, like, is that right, though? Uh, is this something that I should pray myself? Um, I'm even even not citing the whole prayer, right? We I, I think. I know I have heard a lot of times people use like certain lines of this prayer, like in mm-hmm. their own, like, should you even be doing that? Should you stay away from completely? You know, what, what are your thoughts on, on using this prayer? Uh, so I think particularly, so you mentioned in Luke 11, where it's a disciple who comes up and asks him like, how are we supposed to pray? So I think specific, specifically if we're having, if a new convert is coming in, I think this is a great place to start for them. Hmm. Um, a good reminder of how you should begin your your prayer life, what that looks like a bit. And I would, I would also recommend doing a little bit of what we did today already, where you go through and break down what these lines mean. So it's not this empty repetition, just copying what's being said. Um, But I think you, you definitely want to talk about the repetitive part. So from my, my perspective, I think it's a really good place to begin, but you kind of expound upon it and add in other things. It kind of becomes more raw, more personal as your prayer life grows. Yeah. Um, I think it also kind of, it's similar to when people will like sometimes quote the Psalms like mm-hmm. in prayers, like it's very similar. And, I, and I'll do that too, right? Because um, sometimes you'll read something in the Psalm and it really speaks to you and can move you and you can relate to what the psalmist was going through and you can use that as well. Um, but but really, I, I think the answer for me um, with this or, or my opinion on this comes from literally the verses right before in Matthew chapter 6. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Matthew 6, uh, and actually beginning in verse 5 through so leading right up to when Jesus says this model prayer, it says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. 
Truly I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you pray, you go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not pray like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. And then He goes, He gives the, uh, the model prayer. Um, so Jesus is ridiculing certain types of people for the way that they pray before this. And I think the, the, the commonality between the hypocrites and also the Gentiles is that ultimately the heart's not there. Mm. And that's kind of like the root of the issue. And that's, man, that's the sort root <laughs> of like every issue. <laughs> I feel like it's like, um, it was a very common problem. We see that throughout the entire Old Testament, even people like offering sacrifices and God didn't like them because their heart was not in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and God cares about your heart. He cares about your intentions. He cares about why you do things, not just so that you do them right. We're not checking the box. Like we do things with intent or we should be doing things For with sure. intent. So that, that's my biggest thing surrounding the model prayer is if you, if you can say this and you can use it in a way that your heart is into it, where you truly do take it and make it your own, right? And you feel that way. Um, and you actually understand what it is you're saying, right? It, we, we hear a lot of the phrase like, again, like, hallowed be your name. Um, I don't really know that I've ever said that in a prayer before, but I heard a lot of people that did. And I hope that those people knew what that meant when they're saying it. Otherwise, I don't know. Like, um, I think you just have to be careful with, with repetition. And, and I know like in, in certain cultures where people actually do use this as a recitation almost, they'll just say it as a group. I think there's a danger involved in that because I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know people's heart, but I think, you know, you have to be careful because for me, like I know how I am personally. And if I were to just say something over and over and over again, I don't really see a way that it would not in some way lose meaning for me. I'd have to be really, really mindful, which I think is kind of my whole point is like when you pray, be mindful when you pray. Um, Think about what it is that you're saying and not just, you know, saying empty phrases like he says that the Gentiles do. Otherwise... I don't think your heart is really in it. Yeah. I mean, and I 100% agree with you because like I've been in places when I'm singing a hymn and my brain will turn off and it's like, I don't even, I'm just, I'm saying the words because I've been singing these since I was a kid, Yeah, but it, my heart's not in it. I don't even, sure. I'm not even thinking about, should I be singing this hymn or like what this means for my relationship with God, how this is supposed to influence me. So yeah, we have to be very mindful. And that's what I think that a lot of what Jesus is encouraging here. And specifically, he doesn't also, as you were mentioned, like there's this, he, he says here to pray like this. Uh, so you can recite it again. I, I believe if you recite it and you're, you're genuine, you know what you're saying, good. Um, but it's also a model prayer. So you pray like this. You can pray different things. You should be adding things, I think, as you grow. There are, hopefully your congregation has a prayer list or things that are going on in the world that you want to bring to God and you want to remind yourself of. Um, so I think that's really important as well. And um, this passage also, I've, I've heard it used a lot for people to say that public prayer, uh, Jesus completely does not like public prayer. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah. should he should you should never do it. Um, I think <laughs> that's pretty, um, pretty wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, for instance, like if I go out. And um, we go out with some of the people from our congregation or we go out with like me, and my girlfriend go out personally. 
when we are going out and we are we pray for a meal, I don't I don't ever think in a situation where like, ah oh, yes, we want to show everyone in this restaurant how holy and how much better than right. we are. <laughs> right. It's like this is what we do because we want to thank God for our daily bread, like the the yeah. blessings He's given to us. So, but I think that is something you have to analyze for yourself. When you go out and pray, is it just a uh, yes, this is what I've always done, or is it ah yes, let me look how incredible I am? But instead, it's supposed to be this heartfelt thanking God for what He's blessed you with right. and what He's given. Um, so I think that prayer has been used as a political tool. I think people, I've seen articles like article headlines where it's like, look at this party or this group, and they don't pray in in front of their or don't lay hands on people and stuff like that. Uh, that is an abuse of this passage and an abuse, I think, of what prayer is supposed to be. For sure. So we have to take it seriously. Like when, when Jesus says to go into your closet, like private prayers are supposed to be a part, an active part of how we pray. Um, but I do not see in this passage him saying never pray in public either. And I think a hope of public prayer also if we're praying at a restaurant or something like that, someone come and ask us why we pray. Like yeah. why are we doing this? So uh that's just my opinion on, on some interpretations of that. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think I agree um, with that. Um, I don't. I don't think Jesus is saying you know not to pray in public. But again, the reason why he gets onto them, it, he gets onto them because of the reason why they're praying in public. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're. He's he's not mad at them because they are praying in public. He's mad at them for why they're praying in public, and it's specifically so that they can show off. So. <clears throat> yeah, if, if, if that's you, right, if you are someone who just wants to sit down or, you know, you're on a sports team or whatever and you want to say a prayer because you want to show off like I'm better than you, I'm more religious than you, and I'm going to pray and show you how religious I am, yeah, mm-hmm. might want to take a step yes. back from that situation and reevaluate <laughs> that. Um, but, right, if you're, if you're genuinely right, if you just want to thank God for the food that he's given you, if you're doing that before, um, then I think that's that's fantastic, and you should you should be thankful for that, and I think that that's perfectly fine for you to show the gratitude to God for that meal or whatever the situation is that you're playing in public, whatever the reason why. Like I think that it's perfectly fine uh, for you at any point in time to offer prayer to God. There, I don't think there's a wrong time to no. pray. <laughs> like if you want to pray, you should pray. If you want to have a conversation and talk to the Lord, you should do that, and that's one of the greatest blessings that we have. Is that we can literally talk to him um, through prayer. So, and don't judge other people. You know, same <laughs> the flip side of that coin is if you do see somebody praying in public, right? I think it's I, I hear a lot of people judging, like specifically like athletes. I know, like a uh, lot of times, like I'm an Alabama fan, so like when I, when you go to the games, I don't really show it on TV, but if you go to the games, like I, I'm Alabama's not the only team that does this. <laughs> we say that, but I know specifically with UA. There's like a there's a pretty large chunk of the players that when they uh, run out for their warmups they'll run down to the opposite end zone and they'll like there's like a whole group of them that'll like all go down there and like they'll like kneel and pray not together but like each one of them is like individually praying mm-hmm. and like I've heard people be like mm, like oh they're hypocrites or like can't believe they're doing that like they're only praying to be seen but I'm like eh, we don't know <laughs> maybe they are but maybe they're not and who am I to know their heart. Yeah. Maybe they just genuinely want to ask God that they don't get killed or severely injured, or that their friends don't get severely injured in what they're about to do. So I think that that's 
perfectly fine for them to do that. You have to consider, like, if you are making that type of judgment about somebody else, perhaps you do need to be praying some more so your heart will be softened yeah. because that's that's pretty, that's a bad take. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's fine. But again, just this whole thing is, you know, you know your own heart, you know yourself. So if if you're mindlessly using repetition in prayer, even if it's not, it doesn't have to be the model prayer. I think you can do that in a lot of ways. Mm. I have to be careful. Uh, a lot of times I'll use the same phrase over and over again in my prayers to God. And I try, I actively do try to change it up every now and then. Um, just because I don't, I know, again, I know like if otherwise I could just say an entire prayer and then not even realize that I said anything because it's just completely out of habit and there's no meaning behind it. For sure. So I think that's a danger for, for everybody. Um, so Lord's prayer overall, should we pray today? I think you definitely can. Um, I think there's, there's definitely a lot in this that you can use. Uh, and we'll talk about that in the next section, but just be careful that you don't mindlessly repeat this or any prayer. Um, this is not the only prayer that we have of Jesus giving in the Bible. Um, one of my favorite passages is when he's in the garden. Um, and we see exactly what he prays to God in the garden. Um, it's not really one that I don't know that I've ever heard anybody quoting that. Mm prayer or using that as like repetition i don't know of any denominations that use that prayer maybe i don't know you might <laughs> i don't know i mean not say something that's not true <laughs> i'm not sure there may be somebody that does but not that to my knowledge i don't know um but i know this one is so just be careful with that mm-hmm. so all right so when we come back we're going to be talking as we've just emphasized jesus really does care about your heart and prayer so as we come back we're going to just talking about um the use that this prayer does and i think particularly the surrounding text and how this does affect us today so we'll be talking about that when we come back been addressing the lord's prayer it's well known but it's also important and we we don't want to be putting this into heartless repetition so the question comes to us as normal in our final session what does this have to do with us today how do i apply what jesus says here so i'm going to give it off to charlie to begin how do you think that we can use the lord's prayer today yeah so i mean i think in my opinion Jesus is giving this prayer as a model. And that's actually what we refer to it sometimes as. If it's not the Lord's Prayer, it also can be referred to as the model prayer. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what this is. Um, Because that's what Jesus kind of says. Like you talked about, pray then like this, right? Don't, he doesn't say pray then this. It's like this. The same thing when his disciple asks him, teach us how to pray. And Jesus says, okay, this is how you should pray. And then, you know, gives him the model. Um, And so I think this is an example of, what we can have, what we can be mindful of in our own prayers today and kind of use like we, we did with the breakdown, use different aspects of that for our own prayer life today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely recognize the importance of us praying to God. And we talked about that in the previous podcast about prayer. Um, 
But in the verses leading up to this, uh, in Matthew chapter 6, and then also in passages like James 4, 3, I also think that there's a wrong way to pray mm-hmm. as well. Um, I've, I've debated that topic with people before. Um, but I genuinely do believe that there is a wrong way to pray. Um, and really that has to do when your heart's not really there and if you're praying selfishly. Yes. Um, and so we have to be careful that we don't fall into that. You know, We don't want to be guilty of, of praying in the wrong way. Um, and I think that's why he gives us this model is so that we can not pray the wrong way. Mm. That's because he gives it in response to what the Gentiles and what the hypocrites had been doing in their prayers. He says, this is what they do that's wrong. So you should be doing this instead. Um, and so we have, like I said before, we have records of his other prayers as well. Um, like in the garden before his arrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think like using those using this, using things like we talked about with the Psalms, like all those we have um, so that we can kind of build off of those and, and and use that as kind of a model for how we speak to the Lord. For sure. And like, so the verse, a couple of verses that we have, like it's very short, very simple, like doesn't even take a minute to read. And then we hear, like we read in other places of the scripture where Jesus literally is praying for all night. So yeah. clear, it's clear that Jesus uses this Maybe like as some sort of a model that when he's praying all night, he's certainly not just praying the same couple of words over and over again. So right. we have to be aware of that in how we pray and honor him in that. And I, I, I agree with you. I think this is a really good place to start, a really good way to for us to be reminded of these important aspects. Um, just preparing for this, reminding myself about giving us today our daily bread. And this reminder that it's not about, oh, yes, here is one, uh, it's for today. Like, it's only for today. Uh, Because my mind so often goes to weeks and months, maybe even years ahead. I've I've had anxiety attacks over, I'm literally thinking about paying my own insurance and stuff like that. And I'm I'm (laughs) way over here. And it's like, I just need to take it day by day and trust in God and what he's given today. Forgiving, you know, we've talked about that. And uh, another important aspect um, is this, just this reminder of having this communication with God um, and having the right type of heart. Another, I guess, funny story about Alexander growing up. I can't remember if it was right before, like pretty before I was fully converted, baptized, all that good stuff. I don't know if it was before or just after, but I kept using propitiation, which is found in First John. John uses it a couple of times, and propitiation is very similar to atonement and Jesus and corresponding to Jesus' sacrifice. But I kept using propitiation in my um, in my language in my prayers, and I can genuinely say that was young Alexander trying to look dope in front of people. Look at this young kid using propitiation in his in his. Uh, in his prayers, if I would, if you, if anyone would come up and ask me what that meant right after, I'd have no clue. So it's important that when we, we're not supposed to be known for our words, uh, that when we say these prayers, when we're doing it publicly or whatever else, it's not supposed to be less, oh, look how incredible and brilliant you are. It's supposed to be focusing people's minds on their savior, focusing their minds on the Lord and adhering to his will and being thankful for what he's given. So I think the model prayer really does that. It takes the the weight of the world off of your shoulders and reminds you that it's in God's hands and you're supposed to put this trust in him. For so. sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's 
I think that's exactly right. I mean, I agree with everything you said, and that's a funny story. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely there's definitely been times uh, when I've done stuff like that as well. You know, you hear an adult say it, and it sounds really deep. Oh yeah, You're like ah, oh, that's deep. I'm gonna use that too. So, mm-hmm. pretty sure all of my like childhood prayers were that way, where I was just saying things that I had heard adults <laughs> say. For sure, had no idea what anything <laughs> meant in those. And so, uh, and then even as I got older, I just said those things because they were in a habit and still didn't fully understand exactly mm-hmm. what it is I was saying. I still don't fully understand exactly everything <laughs> mm-hmm. in the Bible. And so, sure. <laughs> um, but that's no, that's good. I'm glad you shared that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. Do you have any advice about keeping prayers fresh or reminding yourself of putting your heart into prayer? Any, any yeah. thoughts on that? Okay, so that's actually that's actually a really good question. <laughs> um, so. I have a few solutions for that. Um, and I think one that's that's really easy that I think anybody can do. Um, I did it for a time. I don't do it anymore. Maybe I should. Uh, but I know my, my mother did it every time. Uh, well, almost every time she would pray. And I know a lot of other people I do as well, which is writing prayers down mm. using a prayer journal. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard anybody that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that can be really useful for a lot of reasons. Um, there's a lot of benefits to it. One is that like it helps keep you focused while you're praying. Um, there has definitely been times when I've been praying before that my mind has drifted like mid prayer and I feel really terrible about that. <laughs> That's like the most guilty ever is like when you realize that you were praying a second ago and that your mind is drifting, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh my goodness. And then like, I immediately am like, I am so sorry, Lord for that. Um, and so like it keeps you kind of focused. Um, but it can also, I think, give you a good way to kind of meditate on the thing that you're praying, um, where you can literally see written out in words, whether or not like you've prayed the exact same thing and like, mm-hmm. or, and it keeps your mind kind of in it, keeps it a little bit more fresh. I think in that way it can help a lot with that. Um, another thing is too, is, is I don't think it's wrong to meditate on past prayers as well like after you pray something think back on the thing that you just prayed to god about that you just asked him about Mm -hmm. um think about you know what it was that you were that you said you know be mindful of of what you asked for um be mindful of why you asked for those things and then maybe before you pray the next time um if if you have the opportunity to you know think about what it is that you're going to pray before you pray if you can um like I know, I think it's Nehemiah. Um, he offers a very quick prayer in between, like a, the king asking him a question mm-hmm. response. And I think there's definitely times to do that and appropriate. But right, if you're going to go off and you're and you're and have like an like an hour of dedicated prayer, I definitely think it's perfectly fine to think about before you pray what is it you're going to talk to God about. Um, just to be just ways to just increase mindfulness. Yeah. Um, and I know meditation is one of the best ways to increase mindfulness in every way in life, but mm. I think that can be useful in prayer as well. For sure. Yeah. I, I haven't done a prayer journal before. I probably will have to try that. I, what I usually did were, I need to get back to doing it, but I would use post-it notes about kind of put them on my wall of mm. the people mm-hmm. I was praying for that week specifically. Yeah, that's a good idea too. So that's one that has helped me. Um, I think also just keeping in mind, like, it's not necessarily this, oh, yeah, uh, God is looking out to get me. But just thinking about, like, what am I even doing when, like, I'm literally talking to the creator of the universe. And I've been in positions where, like, I really want to just watch a YouTube video or something like this. And I'm like, I'm going to kind of rush through this prayer so I can watch my YouTube video. And it's like, 
the Lord of the universe is yeah. literally wants to hear from you and you're putting it behind for a YouTube video. You need yeah, a, he knows. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Oh, it's it's yeah. It's it's a really it, it puts that guilt in you. And but it's yeah. also this reminder that he he cares about you and there's nothing more important in this time and in this situation for whatever you're going through than to talk to him in prayer. For sure. So uh that I think that's helped me reevaluate my prayer life quite a bit. Yeah. For sure. That's a really good question. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that helps you some too. And if you have any advice on that, uh, maybe you've struggled with this before too, feel free to re- reach out and let us know. Um, but the next thing I really want to do is, right, when we talk about this is, as being a model prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's look at this prayer and let's, let's try to actually make a model out of this. Like what can we actually glean from this and use in our prayer life today? Mm-hmm. And actually how should we use this and take this and learn how we should be praying today? Um so again, kind of revisiting like we talked about at the beginning, right? When we, when we broke it down, um, there's a lot of aspects to this prayer, right? I think it's also like uh, disproves the idea that like good prayers are long prayers mm-hmm. or like you have to have a long prayer to be a good prayer because this is only like a few lines long. And I think there's so much that you can glean from Absolutely. just these few lines. He covers so much. Um, but like we talked about in the breakdown, right? What, what is he? What is he specifically doing in this prayer? And starting right off the bat, the first thing he does in this prayer is praise. Mm. Um, so I think that's you know, praise should be one of the the biggest reasons why we want to pray, um, because we want to we want we want to praise God, right? Mm. I think there's a lot of ways that we can praise in our life, praise the Lord in our life today, right? One of the obvious ones is singing hymns in church. Um, the other way is, you know, living the way we live our life, the example that we have, but one of the biggest ways that we can praise God and we should praise God is through prayer. Um, so even just starting off the bat, when Jesus addresses our father, right, he's Mm -hmm. recognizing that he is the father, that he is above us. Even that alone is, is praise in and of itself that you recognize the fact that you are praying, right. And reaching out, you understand that there is someone above you and higher than you that you have to go before who can help you in situations that you can't, you have no control over. And God does recognizing that, right, is 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 you setting him apart above yourself. That's mm-hmm. that's an idea of praise. But then in his line, hallowed be your name, or holy be your name. Right? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, right? When we see all these, these lines of praise, right, I think it's extremely important that we bring that into our own prayer life as well because mm-hmm. we should be praising God. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily do it in this particular prayer, but we also know in other passages like in Philippians 4, right, Thanksgiving, that goes a lot with praise as well. Um, and actually, they're, they're really kind of one and the same. Because mm-hmm. in my my personal take on this, and I've, I heard someone use this in class at one point too, but when we when we are thanking God for what he's done, I, that that's really a form of praise in yeah. my personal opinion, right? If you're, if you're recognizing, Lord, you have given me all these things, right? That means that you didn't get them for yourself and you recognize it, that that you only have that because God has allowed you to have that. Yes. And that's praising him. Like that's that's acknowledging how much higher he is and the fact that he's the one that has the power to give that to you mm-hmm. and you don't. So I think being thankful goes right along with thank, thanksgiving and praise hand in hand. They're one thing and they yeah. should definitely be a part of your prayer. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it's really good. Especially when you start a prayer with praise and thanksgiving, it puts this context on this life that sometimes you fail to see when you're outside that context. It's a reminder that God is above everything, that he's in control of everything, 
that what I have is owed to him. And I think we can very easily forget about that in our daily lives. But then when we take the step back and pray about it, it puts that new context and reminder for how we walk after that. And that's really the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you had to just pick out like, what's the whole point of prayer, right? God doesn't need, God doesn't need us in that way. Right. But we need him. For sure. Right. And so when we're praising God and we're acknowledging how much higher than us he is, right? When we're when we're praying to him, right, we, we understand that we 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 don't have control, right? We're not the ones that have any uh, you know, we can't solve certain things in our lives by ourselves. We really can't solve anything mm-hmm. in our lives. It, we wouldn't have breath in our lungs today if it wasn't for the fact that God put them there. Yeah. And so, right, when we when we acknowledge how much higher he is than us, right? That, that should be, that, that is one of the main reasons why we pray is because we need the help from the person that's hired, the person that can help mm-hmm. in our helplessness <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as humans. So yeah, praise, super, super important. Absolutely. Um, I think that's why Jesus, you know, has it in this prayer. And then the next kind of going along with that is, is, is the lines, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Again, it's this idea of recognizing who's in control. And mm-hmm. I think this, this also is another form really, it's a request but it's also a form of praise in and of itself, too, because once again, right, you're recognizing that you're not the one that's in control, right? God is the one that's in control. And and although, you know, there may be things that you want in life, things that you're trying to get, ultimately, you're recognizing that that God is the one that's in control of that situation mm-hmm. uh, and trying to combine your will with his will. I think is really, really important, right? Mm-hmm. Although, again, he doesn't need you to tell him for his will to be done. I think it's important that you recognize that his will is going to be done and then try to mold your will for what God's will is, so that your Absolutely. will and his will are, are, are unified, mm-hmm. that they're one. Um, I think that's really, really important. And I'm mm-hmm. glad, again, that that's in his prayer. I think that should definitely be a part of our prayers today as well. Yes. It gives us a reminder of, you know, when... So when I leave this prayer and I'm thinking about your will be done, that means that will also needs to be done in my life. So when God calls me to walk in a specific way, to treat people in a certain way, to act in according with his will, as I've just prayed, that means I need to be taking action as well. So again, contextualize. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the last thing that he does in this prayer, right, is when he, um, is when he makes his requests to God, um, specific requests for himself. And I think that it's important that it is last in this prayer because that's, again, that's kind of where you see yourself, right? You have God, you have the Father who is above all, and all praise be to him. And I am low, and I and I am nothing, and I'm just grateful to even be in the position to even be in his presence to make requests to him, mm-hmm. right? But that that's, that, that's the last thing, right? I'm last. Um and so, right, then, then that's when he makes his, his request to God. Mm. And again, like we talked about before, um, if there is something that's troubling you and that is on your mind and that is something that's bothering you, you should absolutely pray to God about that. You should 100% pray to God. But I think you also should be careful, too, in that your prayer isn't selfish, mm. um, that it's not all about you. I think that's why you should start off your prayer with praise and thanksgiving, <laughs> like we talked about, because you're recognizing that it isn't about you, that it's about God. Um, because, you know, like in James 4 and verse 3, right, they ask because they, they want those things for to better themselves, mm-hmm. right? Not to not for the glory of the Lord. 
Um, like we read about when Paul, I believe in Ephesians chapter one, I think it's the phrase that he uses in Ephesians there, like for the glory of the Lord, mm. so he uses over and over again, right? That's, that's our whole life. That should be everything mm. that we, that we want in life should be for the glory of the Lord. Um, if, if so, if something is on your mind and it is weighing you down, you should absolutely do that, right? Cause we have, you know, cast your cares upon the Lord. I think it's in first Peter. Um, you should absolutely be doing that. But you should also be mindful that right, you're not you're not being overly selfish in your prayers, um, I think as well. And when you read this this model prayer, I don't think anyone could look at that and say, "Oh, Jesus is being selfish." He asks for daily bread, he asks for forgiveness, and he asks for protection. And I don't think any of that would be a selfish request mm-hmm. to God, because um, Jesus was the most selfless person that we know of. Um, so I don't know what what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I do I. I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it, but having yourself last at this really does have that, give you that good perspective of your position before God. And I think the temptation is to be prideful and be like, well, you know, who's, who is God? (laughs) Right. We have to really consider when we go to prayer, our position before him and the little to nothing, absolutely nothing that we deserve. Um, and I think it's important that, as you said, when we make these position, petitions to God, that we are upfront and we are honest and we can be pretty raw with what's going on in our lives and what we need from him. So we're not supposed to be doing it in a selfish manner, as you mentioned, but we really do need to be being honest with God um, about where we're struggling. And I think yeah. that'll, that'll really help your prayer life a lot. Yeah. Ultimately, God, God knows what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows what you need before you even ask it like he says there in verse verse eight of, of Matthew chapter six, right? Um, for the for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm-hmm. And we have other passages that talk about the spirit and how the spirit helps us in our prayer when we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, right? God God knows us better than we knows our better than we knows ourselves <laughs> better than we know ourselves. Um, and, and he is a good God and a gracious God. Mm-hmm. Um, as we read about in Matthew chapter seven, right? He's not going to give someone that asks for bread a stone. Yes. Um, and so, you know, we, we also, we have to recognize that and I think in our prayers. And so like, you know, we, we absolutely should take things to God, right? And we should definitely, it's perfectly fine to make requests to God. I think mm-hmm. that's, that that's just fine. I think that's something that we should definitely be doing. Um, especially when we're troubled about something, right? That should absolutely be something that we should be taking to God in prayer. But all all I want to do in this is just try to convey, you know, the idea of mindfulness in prayer. Because I do think that that is important. Mm Because like you said, we're not just talking to our best buddy, right? We're talking to the creator and the sustainer of everything. And what a blessing it is that we can even do that to begin with. Because he certainly did not have to let us do that. Um, I think we were talking, uh, I was talking with somebody last night about, the way it used to be with kings, like kings back in the day, um, they would hear from people. Like people could go before the king and make a request, but like the king literally held your life in 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 their hand. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you walked before them and he was in a bad mood that day, he could just take your head off, like literally right there, yeah. right? Like, I, uh, it's just it's crazy <laughs> to think about. Um, and and. God is is gracious and merciful, right? But if that king had that kind of power, think about the power that God has and what he can do um, and just recognize how powerful he is and, and, and how he is the almighty uh, and he is the eternal father <laughs> of all things. And so, right, you're not just talking with your, your buddy and your pal. Um, 
he is your friend. Jesus is your friend, right? We know that, but he's God, yeah. right? So respect him and give him the respect that he deserves. In sure. that. So it's not about you. It's about God mm. always. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really good. Do you have any other thoughts you want to leave people with? No, that's, that's really, that's really all I had. And so, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who doesn't really know how to start praying, I think this is fantastic. Um, I would recommend reading this. I would recommend reading, you know, Jesus in the garden and his prayers. Um, I would recommend, 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 man, I can't talk, (laughs) recommend reading some of the Psalms uh, when David is praying to God in his Psalms. I think these are all really, really good places for you to begin kind of seeing, you know, trying to get into Jesus's shoes here and kind of feel what he was feeling, uh, relate that to your life. And then use that, you know, in your own prayer life. I think it's a great, I think it's a great place. Yes. Two others I would recommend would be Hannah's prayer in first Samuel oh, absolutely. and the Magnificat Mary's prayer. Yeah. Um, and they're very similar, but they have a lot of the same ideas and it's from two very humble women who are just For proclaiming sure. the glory of God. So very good. Uh, but yeah, we really hope this was helpful, that this is a good way for you to start praying or to edify your praying. Maybe you just need to break it down, go back to the basics. Yeah. That's needed sometimes. So if this was helpful, we hope that we hope that you would enjoy it. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.